The Paul Kaharski Podcast is brought to you by Yazoo Brewing Company, a Nashville original since 2003. Welcome into the Paul Kaharski Podcast, week 12, Titans versus Jags on the horizon. This is where the weeks don't add up to the games after the bye week. I'm not good at math. That gets a little complicated. Titans five and five, but we're going into week 12. Grudge match, must win game. All the cliches, throw them in there. Titans got uh, dismantled, quite frankly, by the Jaguars. Week three, 27 loss on national TV. Thursday night football back on September 19th. Really ugly game. Uh, Really poor performance by Marcus Mariota. The first, uh, well, the first full game sign that he was not equipped to be the quarterback of this football team. First time I thought he should have been sat down. Second half of that game, I thought Titans would have been better served to have gone with Ryan Tannehill. Um, Titans, uh, you know, this is a kind of grudge match um, payback game. And it's their last game of the season against a not good football team, Jacksonville. Um, is at four and six can be done away with in the AFC South with a loss in this game. And things get hard after this at Indianapolis at Oakland, Houston, New Orleans at Houston, all quality football teams. The rest of the way Titans need to do their job here and take care of business. Um, it's Nick Foles this time around, not Gardner Minshew. Um, Mike Vrabel maintains there's no different playbook uh, for those two guys, and and that makes sense. Two elements of this game I'm curious about. One of the things uh, Vrabel said coming out of the bye week, and one of the reasons I expect good things out of this game is because they're coming out of a bye week, and Vrabel and his staff have shown uh, good things coming out of many buys and buys. Uh, He said that uh, one of the things they kind of came to realize is that they've been pretty good screen team. Uh, I think he said second most yards out of the screen game of anybody in the league. And they've started to incorporate Johnny Smith into that screen game. I'd look for that in this game. I think they, they can find a way to do some damage with that. Maybe incorporating more people. We know that Derrick Henry's hit or miss in that. We know that Deion Lewis hasn't really done much with his opportunities there, but as I said, Johnny Smith has been effective there. We haven't seen very much wide receiver screen. Maybe we'll see some of that. Uh, Maybe we see Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker is going to be used as um, he's expected back. He's, he's, uh, He's had his time off. His ankle seems to be doing well. It's going to be curious how they use him. I, I talked to him this week about being used as a package guy. He was being used as a package guy before he he suffered this setback with his ankle. And he said, you know, they were using me that way to kind of prevent anything from happening with my ankle. And it happened anyway. Um, so, you know, surely expecting it now, at least at the beginning as he returns from this, doesn't like it, but understands it. Uh, how will they use him? Because they weren't going to him a lot. And they were treating him like an old guy um, before. When he looked to be running well, didn't look like a, a older version of Delaney Walker. 
now maybe they have more evidence that he is an older version of Delaney Walker. Um, and Johnu Smith has, has gotten reasonably effective in his absence last four games with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, three catches for 64 yards, six catches for 76 yards, three catches for 18 yards, uh, four catches for 30 yards. So he's kind of established himself as a, at least a three catch a game player. And I don't know that they'd take away those catches from Johnny Smith uh, to give them to Delaney Walker. So we'll see. Plus, as I said, Smith factoring into the screen game. And I think they're liking that and they should. Um, so that John U. Smith, Delaney Walker and tight end screen game dynamic. I am curious about another thing I'm curious about is Calais Campbell, the defensive lineman for the Jaguars who absolutely killed the Titans in the week three game in Jacksonville, three sacks, four tackles for a loss, five quarterback hits. They're going to have to do far, far better against him. Mike Vrabel said, we just have to be prepared for pressure and have answers for it. It was an extensive pressure game. Again, we'll have to be ready for whatever their plan is, whether that's making sure we protect, making sure that we get the ball out, making sure that we're not in those long yarded situations to force that. And then I also think as a team, we can do a better job of not being in a situation where we're down a few scores, which pretty much limits you. Jamil Douglas was a primary victim in that game. He will not be playing in this game, provided the Titans' uh, first five stay healthy. Um, Arthur Smith also had some thoughts, the offensive coordinator, on just uh, what a headache Campbell was and how the Titans need to try to make that different. He's a great player. I mean, he's obviously when he goes, he's he's hard for a lot of a lot of guys to stop. When he gets we gets going vertically, I uh, see so they, they they move him some, and he's he's a load inside. He's been playing a long time. Um, I actually played against him in college. Guys that old, but he's uh, and I, they they kind of fed off him. And if you go back to that game early, and you know it was not great for us, but it was we were going, we're going, we got down, and that's what you don't want to get. You get down three possessions, and it becomes an obvious two minute situation. Those guys can pin their ears back. How'd that go in college? Uh, well, we played down there. It was in the old Orange Bowl. They ended up getting us. We had to leave, and they ended up getting us. That game where uh, Arthur Smith played against Calais Campbell uh, was 34-16, the Miami Hurricanes, over the North Carolina Tar Heels at the Orange Bowl, for those of you keeping score, October 29th. 2005. You're listening to the Paul Kuharski podcast brought to us as always. We are grateful to Yazoo Brewery. I'm partial to the Hefeweizen. It's great beer. There's something for everybody. Uh, grab a six pack for your refrigerator, grab a 12 pack or a case to take wherever you're going to watch ball with friends this weekend. Or if you are going out, uh, pony up to the bar and be sure to order around this weekend. Yazoo Brew. Good stuff. Early this season, third down defense for the Titans was something you could pretty much bank on. In the first six games of the season, the only time it was really bad was against the Colts when they gave up 50%. 
oddly in sync with the Ryan Tannehill takeover at quarterback on the other side of the ball, it's been a lot worse. As the Titans have produced more points, the defense has kind of let up in this area. That's something that Dean Pease recognizes, of course. Anytime, uh, uh, anytime the, the offense is moving the ball really well, I always say we're playing great defense, and when they're getting first downs, we're playing great on defense. So we're sitting on the bench. So that's the whole object is score points and don't let them score points. So the more the offense is out there, the better it is. And we got to do our part. We got to do better than what we've been doing on third down to get off the field to give the offense the ball. So the Chargers were six for 11 on third down. The Bucks were seven for 15. The Panthers, a little bit more reasonable, five for 14. The Chiefs were seven for 14. So through six games, teams were, let me see here. I've got my numbers right. So through six games, teams were hitting 27.6% against the Titans on third down. A very nice number, 27.6. In these last four, that has jumped almost 20% to 46.3% in those last four games. And now overall, they are 35.4%, respectable number, 11th in the league. But the third down defense is something they like to hang their hat on. Third down defense and points are points is king. Third down defense is, is to me, the second most important stat. 35.4 is not a bad number. 46.3 over the last four weeks is a bad number. Titans need to get that number down uh, starting this weekend, starting Sunday against the Jaguars. And um, Dean Pease is certainly well aware of that. Um, I don't have a Jaguars number right in front of me. I can find it here in a quick second. I don't imagine that they are a sterling third down offense. Do you? Let's see what they've got here. So I'm looking at these league stats that I actually, uh, I mean, they're accessible anywhere, but you want to guess what team sends them out every week in a nice, neat uh, package. The only problem is that their team name is highlighted and everything. The New England Patriots. So I get a package every Tuesday morning in my email that I then open in Adobe. And then I just leave it open in Adobe all week. And then I can very easily go find something like uh, the Jaguars third down offensive average, though I am not doing as well finding it as I should be third down. Am I going to make myself circle back to what their third down number is? No, I'm going to continue to stall while I continue to find it. Uh, I'm wondering about the crowd this weekend at Nissan Stadium. Jaguars don't really travel well. It is a 305 game, and I know a lot of people like to buy tickets for the couple of games that are late starts because they go to church on that Sunday morning and they could still make it out for a nice tailgate game. Um, which is, and the forecast is lovely for this one. Um, so I'm curious to see what the crowd is like. Last game was uh, obviously inundated with 
Kansas City fans, though the Titans fans made quite a bit of noise at the end. So it was interesting. Third down, Jacksonville is at 34.6%. Uh, 34.6%, and the Titans' overall number is 35.4%. Titans, if they hold them to what they've been given up, would hold them to write about what they're doing. I would think the Titans can do better than that um, and need to do better than that. Titans also need um, – this is going to be a Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette game if it stays close and neither team is forced to abandon their running back. Uh, these are two guys that, that can carry the load, that should be looked to to carry the load. Jaguars are coming off a game, <clears throat> first game with Foles, back at starting quarterback since his week one injury where Doug Marone has said it was a complete mistake for Fournette to get the ball only seven times. And that is simply not enough. I'm sure Jaguars fans are reacting to that, like Titans people reacted to uh, Derrick Henry's workload in Carolina, which was also, was that seven carries total? Insufficient work for Derrick Henry in Carolina. Uh, no, I guess he had 13 carries overall. Um, but what just a couple in the first half. And that was his low, uh, low total. And he's had, um, you know, only one, two, three, four games where he's hit 20 or over 27 in Atlanta, 20 against Buffalo, 22 against the Chargers, 23 against the Chiefs. They've won three out of four of those games. Um, we're shifting into that time of year where he took over last year, the kind of weather where um, it certainly is tailor-made to him. And the offensive line is starting to run block uh, better. And uh, – the one thing I want to see, and I, I'll continue to say this, is as the Jaguars or whoever the Titans are playing begin to stack things up more and more against somebody like Derrick Henry, yeah, you can uh, you can kind of force the issue. But also, let's see you win over the top once in a while to make them pay for that kind of coverage. And you have people who are capable of getting free behind there. Uh, it doesn't have to be Corey Davis. It can be A.J. Brown. can be Tajay Sharp. can be Khalif Raymond. can be Jonu Smith. can be uh, Delaney Walker. can be Adam Humphreys. Jonathan Hutton on the Midday 180 with me, with Chad Withrow, has been pushing a lot of Adam Humphreys this week as a guy who can supplement Henry with his kind of short and intermediate routes to be a chain mover that, that that hasn't been sufficiently used that can kind of enhance this offense. And I said one of the things, and he is the team's leading receiver, oddly, with 33 receptions. So it's very hard to feel like he's been used to that degree. I mean, he's had one game with two games with six receptions. And uh, in the in the Tannehill period of time, he had four, three, four, and one. I think part of not using him 
again, is the same reason that Henry sometimes has gone unused when the Titans are in first and 15 or second and 15 or third and 15. Well, he's more of a, of a guy that's going to be the guy to go to on third and eight um, or third and four and convert a lot of that stuff. And the Titans aren't in those downs enough. So really, um, thematically outside of get the ball to Derrick Henry, I think even before that is do not get into second and long and third and long. And the way to not get into second and long and third and long, you got to eliminate these negative plays and you got to eliminate these penalties that set up these awkward downs and distances. And I think that'll be another, will have been another theme of the bye week but um, you know, Penalty talk can only take you so far. Ultimately, the guys on the field between the stripes and between the whistles, certainly the before and after whistle penalties have got to be dealt with. But you can't have these lazy penalties. Some things are going to happen sometimes, but they've got to cut down. Taylor Lewan has got to get it under control. And the Titans can't be losing games. They can't be losing series because of these irresponsible and undisciplined penalties. On to the stats that I like to provide for you. I've got four this week. The Titans have been sacked on 10.9% of their pass attempts since week four, the third highest in the NFL. The league average is 7%. So Titans almost 4% more often than the league since week four. That takes out uh, a decent percentage of Marcus Mariota's problems. Ryan Tannehill has completed passes for 20 or more yards on 17 of his 136 total passing attempts. That's 12.5% since week four of 2019. That, that timing doesn't really matter. We could just say this year because he wasn't really playing. I think up until week four, he'd only come in for a kneel down. That's tied for the fourth best of 35 qualified NFL quarterbacks. The league average is 9.4%. So it's about 3% better. He's completed passes for 20 or more yards, 12.5% of the time. That's nice. We were talking tight ends earlier. Jonu Smith has six receptions for 20 or more yards since week three. That's tied for the third among NFL tight ends in that time span. You're going to like this list. So Jonu Smith has six receptions for 20 or more yards since week three. It's tied for third. Number one, Zach Ertz has eight. Darren Waller of the Raiders happens to be starring for me in fantasy, has seven. Austin Hooper in Atlanta and George Kittle of San Francisco also have six. That's pretty great company for Johnny Smith to be in. And uh, I think it's reasonable to say give us more. Finally, the Titans defense, and this kind of ties into uh, what I was talking about early with the uh, – downturn in third down defense. I think this fits in the Titans defense 
with its secondary uh, as its backbone. Titans defense, once again, I'll say the Titans defense has allowed 1,991 passing yards since week four, the fifth most in the NFL. So nearly 2,000 passing yards, four, the fifth most in the NFL. One, giving up a little over 2,400 passing yards. Tampa Bay, number two, a little over 2,100 passing yards. Detroit Lions, number three, a little under 2,100 passing yards. Minnesota, number four, a little over 2,000 passing yards. Tennessee, number five, a little under 2,000 passing yards. This stat surprised me. Titans has allowed, have allowed just under 2,000 passing yards since week four, fifth most in the NFL. That's a little concerning. Concerning. Um, you'd presume there that the, the run defense has kind of picked up the other end, but also the secondary. Um, it's supposed to be a strength of a team. And uh, when Jarrell Casey's in there, defensive front, and the way the Titans have crafted a pass rush, pretty solid. I'm surprised by that. Are you? You've been listening to the Paul Kuhersky podcast brought to you by Yazoo Brewery, Nashville's finest beer. I appreciate you being part of paulkuhersky.com. I hope you'll consider joining the site and seeing all that we have to offer for you. Uh, I will do a Periscope for members only from the press box not too long after the Titans and Jaguars conclude festivities at Nissan Stadium on Sunday. I look forward to seeing many of you there. Uh, Blake Benningfield will have a preview of this game um, up on the site Friday and um, a review of the game up on the site Monday. And, of course, I'll be riding from Nissan Stadium Sunday, letting you know what went down. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Check out my other podcast brought to you by 104.5 The Zone. It's called Elsewhere. And as you might suspect, it's about things other than the Titans and sports. Be well, everybody. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks. The Paul Kaharski Podcast is a joint production of paulkaharski.com and Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. Mm-hmm.